episode 117, we go in and present, joined by producers extraordinaire Team Demo, aka Team Demolition, if you go way back with them like I do. DJ Dial Tone, Cozy Man, thank you so much for joining me today. And you guys are dealing with, with some weather out there in Virginia right now. Yeah, the weather's crazy out here. The snow is crazy. They, shut shut down. Down the they already shut yeah. down the schools. Yeah, word. <laughs> now I'm from Central Virginia, yes, but indeed, you guys man. are in Northern Virginia. Like, I know the driving in Central Virginia is just horrendous anytime it snows. Like, I just stay off the roads because people can't drive in the snow down there. Like, is Northern Virginia a little better in that regard? <laughs> nah. <laughs> what would you say, Jay? Uh, they're aggressive. We're aggressive, but we can drive. I don't know, but where I live, I don't know. But no comment. But uh, <laughs> as a whole, DMV, you drive high. You know, suckers. It's yeah, I, I would say... I would say we're battle. We're more battle tested with the weather. Like we're used to having heavy snowfall. You know, we're gonna have salt trucks out and all this and that. But you know, every now and then, you just gotta watch those who can drive. No doubt, man. You know, and and we go back, man, to the team demolition days, pre Fifty Cent and Crime Wave, um, which you guys produced. Mm. You know, looking back, man, like. You guys have had an incredible journey, you know, even going back to the 90s. Like, can you give us that team demo, team demolition origin story and how you guys really, you know, for, formed team demo and, and really the different moves that you guys made to get to where you are today? Well, well, it, ahead, it started really, yeah. I mean, you, you, you're trying, you know when to chime in, baby. It started with me back, I say about seventh, eighth grade, brain is getting a little slow, but back then, uh, I met Wise first. Uh, I met I met him I met him in the summertime at the pool. You know what I'm saying? I walked in, he had this fake ass gold chain around his neck. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna take this shit from him. But then I ended up liking him. Oh man. Just, by the end of the time we left the pool, about the end by the end of the time we left the pool, we was on the kid and play in the on the side during break type shit. Then he was like, Yo, I got a turntable and a mixer at my crib. I was like, yeah, right. I never seen one. So he took me over there. Then from there on, I was like, yo, we a group dog. I didn't even know how to rap with you. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, Tony, how'd you meet Wise? You met him in school, I mean, right? I met Wise in school. And um, the thing, and it's funny because hip-hop really drew all three of us together. And, and that's, it, you know, it may sound cliche or corny, but it, it's the truth. When I saw that's Wise... In, in high school, he had on a, I want to say, def, def, it was either the Fresh Fest. He had a Fresh Fest t-shirt on. They had like a picture of Audio 2 and Cool G. Right? You know, it was like that was who was on the Fresh Fest. And I'll never yeah. forget because at that time, you know, hip hop was was really in a certain crowd. Like it wasn't spoon fed like the way it is now. You had to kind of be in the know. And the more you, if you met somebody who was kind of in the know, who knew Audio 2 or knew Stephen Friday, you were like, oh, you had a, you were automatically involved because it wasn't like there was a select few that really knew and followed hip hop. So when I saw Wise with the shirt, I was blown away. I was like, you know about that. And he was like, I'm into this show. And blah, 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 blah. So I was kind of bummed out, you know? And <clears throat> as time moved on, this is really what kind of brought me and Jason together was my boy David Van Dyke. Again, he used to be in my PE class. We'd be in the locker room. It was like seventh grade, man. 
this is seventh grade. This is yeah. 80, 88 going into 89. Mm-hmm. I'm about 12 going into 13. Mm-hmm. I think I might have been 13. And mm-hmm. I think I'm 12. And, um, you know, Dave would come and he would always have the tapes. And no, no disrespect to my brother David, but it just, it never, I was just like, where are you getting this tape from? Like, how do you know about this? And cause you, at that point in time, you felt like you were the only one. And he was like, my boy Jay, my boy Jay. I kept hearing my boy Jay, my boy Jay. And I'm talking about, this was on a daily. Like, this was every day in PE class, new tape. I was like, man, I need this dude. And fast forward, Dave had a birthday party. Because Jason didn't go to school with us at the time. Yeah. And uh, I get in the van. Jason, it was me and my boy Toby Harris and David Van Dyke. And I always describe Jason. Jason was like the hip-hop Eddie Haskell for anybody <laughs> who's <laughs> So it's like he got in the car, and the, it's just the way he talked to his mom. Oh, it's, it was like, he's like, hey, Mr. Van Dyke, what's going on? Yo, can I put this tape in? You know, we're all you know, very young. We're just, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And he just had a pop about him. I don't, think, I don't think when I met Jason, he ever stopped like moving. Like, he just boxed. And lo and behold, what is tape does he put in? Special Ed. This is like Youngest in Charge just came out. Mm-hmm. And he puts it in the tape deck. I had a lead. I had a connection to Special Ed, how he can shove off through um, my sister's boyfriend at the time, Lou, who danced for Chubra. And, you know, they were New Yorkers. They, you know, they were like aliens to me. I thought they were gods. And lo and behold, Lou, maybe like a week or two before that, had played me like a demo version. So when Jason gets in the car and plays the out of the cake, I'm blown away. Like, I something. What? And he just was bopping in the front seat. You know, my man was fresh. He had the box cut. He had a part going through it, fresh Adidas jacket. I was just like, yo, who is this dude, man? I've never seen, you know, and not as but I've never seen a white dude like that. I've never seen anybody just natural soul. And if we really didn't like, I didn't like, I didn't know whether to like him or not because I'm like public enemy. I'm poor, righteous teachers. I was like so militant at that point in my life. And Jay had the medallions on everything and chains. And I'm like, oh. And the African and, medallions on and all yeah, that. And, and was, he was, he was feeling the type of weight. And I was feeling some type of way. And we got into it in, 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 true, in, in true cozy fashion. I'm taking it off. I'm hip hop. And we're going back and forth. Toby breaks us up. And it was like, after that, we just, it was like, we never really separated. It was like, yeah. maybe. A week or two later, I met him he with came David. To my crib here. Came to his crib, and I was bugged out. I was like, "Oh, okay." And um, this one, forget his father. Yeah, I was like, "This crazy shit." His, his brother's at the tip, at the top of the stairs, yelling, "I will kick your fucking ass!" And he's just like, "Come on, y'all, let's do it." And we walk around and we talk to pop. So it blew me away with James. He introduces. He's like, "Yo, I'm right." I'm looking at him like, man, what? You don't like that. And he put the tape on, and I was boom. It was Henry Wise's dumb. And I had never, like, nobody in my neighborhood, we talked about rapping. And lo and behold, this is the winter I just get my first third table as a mixer. 
I knew nobody that rapped or did this. Like to, for me to meet someone, they actually had their vocals over the beat. And I mean, they had interludes and everything. I was blown away. I was like, we the original, like, we the original, <laughs> me and Wise the original cats to rap over other people's beats and remake them. Who's, what was it? Yep. Who was rocking over Cash Money? You had uh, Cash Money and Marvelous. Marvelous Play 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 Play. Play. And I think it was, uh, No, you had Ugly People Be Quiet. You yeah. had. Uh, that was the joint. We rhymed over the meters joint that Pooh were rhymed over. Ten, 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 ten. Yeah. Yep. A couple yep. other joints. But anyways, I think, yeah. We I was, think by that time, I got with y'all. By that time when we started doing that, thing, da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He was with us. I forget. It was like two other two other beats, like instrumentals we had. But yeah, we was trying to do it young, you know, wicked as a so, witch. So you can so you can say from that from that day on, we that's that that's that team demo. That's yeah. like that. That grows team doom because we started off as a rap group called Point Blank. Mm-hmm. And we actually went on to win in fa- uh, talent shows and we really were putting our music out there. We had a manager. We was almost like, we would have kind of been like the youngsters. Yeah. I mean, that's the, He was working that's with Brian Owens to lead at the time. They were a big deal in the DMV. Like, Brian yeah. and Khalid K, K. It was all over the radio. Were, yeah, it was huge. Mm-hmm. And they really were our mentors. They were the first yep. people we ever met that showed us that you could have a studio in the basement of, the, of your house. And like, like a, a you know, legit, like a real studio. Mm-hmm. Like, we were blown away when our manager took us over there. And, you know, by this time, we had graduated to uh, a four-track, and we were still making beats on Casio small Casio keyboards, but we actually had a cohesive, you know, like a, like a straight demo. And what we would do is go over there and they would, we would rebuild our beats with them. And, um, that really was the birth of, you know, Danny, uh, wise, you know, Danny, to build a studio in his house. Mm -hmm. And then like, really from there, we got an ASR 10. Like we never looked back. We mm-hmm. never, we never looked back. Um, we lost our manager. We had like a little falling out, but when we came back together, it was just, it was full. Like we was, we were we was, you know, pedal to the metal. We was even stronger. But at that time, we had kind of split into two entities. Like me and Wise were the lower life forms, and Jason was Jay was props to optical. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and you know some of our history if you go back to the first vinyl records that we put out. It's lower life forms and props to optical. That's the first two, you know, two singles that came out. And then before that, I think we dropped our our, our tape too. Um, yeah, we had the tape out way before that. Both tapes, even yeah, the one the tape we, out way with, with the tape that. with all three of us with our backs to the yeah. back. That's you know, I always get that time. I always get that timeline messed up. <laughs> Me too. With the uh, with the with us on the three, because it's like yeah, did that, that came out first. That definitely came before the records. Yeah. Yeah, but it came, but the yellow tape came before that. Yep, yellow tape came before, or did the yellow tape come after, Jay? Nope, yellow tape came before that. Yeah, yellow tape came before that. So in true fashion of what was going on at that time, like a Wu-Tang, you know, we were very inspired by Wu-Tang, Hieroglyphics, the Juice Crew, BDP. We wanted kind of like, oh, did did I speed? My bad. I kind of just feel like you forgot, like, at this point when, when we was point blank and we kind of like, 
we had a little spat and then we broke up as a group and then I was doing my thing and they was doing their thing and then we came back together. Like we made up and came back together. They already had another crew. You didn't really, really say that already. Like you already, I didn't yeah, know I the guess. natives. I didn't know. Yeah. I guess you were right. The they like, were there. Yeah. You mm-hmm. had a whole week that like we, cause you're talking about Wu-Tang. I'm trying to make them understand why. Cause there's not three yeah. of us back then. There's seven of us in the group when we're rhyming. And even before we performed Team Demolition, like Demolition Circle was formed, which was, uh, uh, you know, a collective of groups and solo artists like Chaz the Natch, the Creative Natives, uh, Three Blind Mice, uh, OG mm-hmm. uh, from Stress to Mystery to uh, Jade Experience mm-hmm. to Lower Life Forms, you know, Optical with the two top guys and everybody else, you know, um, Orson Faust. You know, we had a lot of we had a lot of missiles at that time, and yes. What we felt at that time was when the Wu came out, we felt it would probably be better if we're going to put another record out that we do it like this. Let's just all form an alliance. And I think I think really we were just going to do a single at first and it kind of did good. And then we was like, let's just do an album. That's really kind of mm-hmm. how I think it went down. But yeah, like mm-hmm. we had a, I mean, what happened really was Demolition Circle was formed first even before Team Demo was, it was Demolition Circle, and that was a collective of, like I said, you know, a rack of different groups and solo artists. And then after that, as mm-hmm. as, as, as the guy shaved down due to life or whatever, commitment, whatever, we became Team Demolition. That was seven of us on the first album. Second album was only four <laughs> See, of us. I'm, like, now that you say all of that, I was thinking about the Orange Cake is like the introduction of the Demolition Circle. You're right. That's that's why I had that to rewind was, it because yeah. You're right. You're right. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, and then you know, and like the second team demo albums only got the four of us, like the real four core that moved on from there on, and kind of a uh, you know did the Fifty Cent run with that four core right there because the nucleus. The the reason why we have to tell the story like that because the nucleus of it all starts with me, J and Y. Like we are and the it's three. Always been that way. Yeah, we yeah. Were, it's always been that way. We were the ones that were reported. Most of everybody came to Wise's studio because they had never seen no place like that or never, you know, mm-hmm. for that to be in our neighborhood. We were like an institution for real. We was the Molly Mall of the neighborhood. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and then they coming for the beats. No one was making beats like this. No one was on our level, yeah. you know. Yeah, like we were. We had. And we had a little, we had like experience. Like we really mm-hmm. went and did this talent show run. We were on the radio as kids. And yeah, we just, this you is know, seven, we eight, really, great. Yeah. 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 Like we were 14, 15 going out of town. Mm-hmm. We won the Apollo at Howard University. I mean, we mm-hmm. were, we were on our way, you know, and then when we came back and, you know, really kicked it in like an independent, like this is what we're going to do. And that was the way at that yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that really is what birthed Team Demolition, and like they, like Jay said, you get the first two albums. But like he said, the, by the time you get to the for the last real Team Demolition album, it's just four. It's just four. And of if us you, by that time, and if you look at it, the three four members are right there. Yep. Yeah. Always the, always the, like the, when we mean three core members too, it's like we're the ones that was probably ninety nine point nine percent of the time like making the beats, coming up with the concepts, coming up with the flows, kind of coaching everybody else. Like, there was three business in the woo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and every, there was a record raised and Tony's like, I you know. We, I, I remember teaching people how to count bars, even, you know? Right. How you count bars? Right. You know, one, two, three, three. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So like you know, that's why it's always team demos. Always been us three. Everybody else is you know, they team demo, but it's you know, it's like, like it family, is. But yeah, yeah, we 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 really are. You know, like this is this is our life, man. Like we really, we we love making music. We love making music together. Um, there's nothing like being in the studio, the three of us creating. Like there's nothing like it. You know, it's the high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what was mm-hmm. that process like, man, for the new project? It's a demo, man, which is an amazing compilation that features, you know, YSP, um, Method Man, Nems, Bad Seed, like guys you, you've you've worked with consistently, but then some some new names and faces there too. Like, what what was it like putting it's a demo together? It was it was stressful. It was stressful because it was it was it was through that that new wave of, like I said, that crack we found. So we're sending, we're sending people money up front that we don't know we haven't dealt with before and begging we get our, our product back and begging that it's a good product we get back. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was risks at first that you know, people, people wasn't even willing to take until I, me and Tom kind of dove in and said, you know, fuck it, we're going to have, we, let's do this. You know, I, I did it a couple of times, small amounts, and then one time I had to ask Tom to do a big amount, and that was like one of the most stressful times, you know, because I'm playing with someone else's money, you know, and you don't know what's, you don't know what's And you don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, you're you you hoping that they're going to come back with the verse, yeah. you're hoping it's going to be a good verse, and It's not like, you know, no, these motherfuckers gave me this, but, yeah. I, you know, let me give them something sloppy. So, say all that, it was beautiful because everything we got from everybody we got, we felt we got top notch shit from. We felt like what we sent uh, fit the artists, and we mm-hmm. felt like they they were feeling the tracks because we ain't get no bullshit. We sent them the concepts, we sent them the mm-hmm. hooks ahead of time. I mean, everything was set up for them to just get the alley oop. Right. Um, so if you, to me, if you fucked it up, it was you wasn't even feel you didn't feel us or you didn't feel the track. And on the album, for me. Everybody was at the top of their pen game, so uh, it was. I don't know. It was. It was. It was incredible for me to get a to, for us to get a verse from Meth. And I know Tony said the same. That's so mm-hmm. iconic. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's how it's so iconic for us. You know I mean, that's like a it was beautiful high. Right oh yeah, it was beautiful how it happened. It just happened so organically, yeah. and you know he didn't he didn't play like he he got on there and hit like a top. You know, hit like a slam dunk meth verse. We didn't I get mean, like he gave a, us 30 a plus meth verse. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like he showed off. Like he knew, yeah, I'm gonna close this motherfucker out. You know, I'm closing yeah. this song out, and I'm gonna, you know, and I'm leaving everybody in the dust. And yeah, I'm showing you know, off. I'm showing off, and our family. You know, the illogies, the wise peas, the bad seeds. Everybody came with their A game, which A-game. I think. Yeah. you know, made everybody else step it up. You know, we mm-hmm. we were pleasantly surprised at some things. Like, there was, you know, the Sky Zoos and the, the Planet Asia. Planet Asia played a big part in this uh, yeah. project. And, mm-hmm. you know... Thanks uh, to my man, Rim. Just, you know, I went through Rim yeah. a lot to get up. I went through a couple of people to get these artists, too. So, you know, to make it at least feel like we had a little bit of a cushion at first, yeah. you know, like, well, this is my man. Let me go through my man. I don't even know if I get taxed or whatever, and I don't know. Let me at least I know, you know, this is my man. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, Rem, Rem the villain, if you know who that is, uh, he helped us a lot get a lot of artists too. Like, that's my guy. That's a big salute. He definitely helped us get Asia. Um, yeah, like Tom said, Asia was on point. And 
the beats that we like I said, the beats we picked, we selected. I mean, we 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 was like, all right, let's send it to this guy. Like it wasn't just like we sent ten beats to Asia and he picked the beat he wanted with the hook on it. Nah, everything was it was it was constructed like yeah you like know. this is what the song's gonna be and this and is, this is who we want on it this is who we hear on it and this is who we're gonna try to go get and then a big fourth member of our group to be part of this a demo was was having yogi yeah. come in and and kind of be like our nate dog and that's a story in itself like our connection and our family and our bond with yogi is is is, is yeah, it's, you know, he's it's like deep. our mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very deep. And he's like our mentor and, you know, kind of semi saying, you know, fuck the music, fuck the industry. And it was felt it felt really good, I think, for me and Jay to bring him out of that shell. And mm-hmm. and he even said it. He was like, not too many people could get me, you know, to get back into this. And it just made us really proud to have Yogi be a part of this project. Yeah, yeah. It's a new team the... demo. Yeah, because this yeah. is like a, you know, this is like a new team demo now. It's like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's Yogi's part of it, like, because he's on every song. Like, he's actually our voice for, like, these projects right now because he kind of puts the, he puts the, you know, the, you know, he puts the painting together. He, he's laying hooks and giving people the, the alley-oops. You know what I'm saying? No so, doubt. Yeah. You know, what do you think it yeah. is, too, about Yogi, man? Because, like, I love Crew and just had you know an amazing interview with chatio on we going and presents and mm. you know just longtime fan but like what do you think it is where he's keeping more of a low profile because it, it's 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 been amazing to hear him do the work with you guys and wise p and and everything he's been mm. doing for the last few years with you guys but other than you working with team demo i don't really hear yogi anywhere uh, else he's i even think we kind of inspired him to kind of with the, the joints that he had on the Black Rob album. I mean, I I, I think the, the the crazy part is the world probably really doesn't know how extremely incredible this man is as a producer, yeah, as an artist, talented. like he's super talented. And it's just, you know, you get life happens, you get jaded. I mean, I think Yogi saw some things being under that bad boy um, brand as a hitman and all that. He saw some things that just turned him off about the game for a while. Mm. And he's not the only person in our life, you know, as far as someone that was established and really doing music that kind of had one of those moments and we kind of pulled him out like, no, nah, nigga, he's nice. Like, you got to yeah. get in there, right? No, 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 be real. Curious was one of them, you know, he yeah, had... I, was, I, he I had didn't his, want to say George, but I don't yeah. Nah, nah, that's my brother. I'll be 100. Like, let's be 100. Curious had a time, you know, when we, you know, we, I've known, you know, me and Tony have known Curious since what, shit, I don't even know. So the 90s. Like 96. Yeah, 99. Yeah, right. So, Maybe even not, you know, not even 99. My job be like 98, like when, 97. Yep. When we met George, he was kind of on that kind of hip hop crisis is what I call it, where he didn't know, he didn't know. I felt like he was just trying to re- refine himself as an MC too, but he, he mm-hmm. gone through some shit. He may made his own fumbles or whatever that he regret now, you know, that he's looking back at that moment, you know, not now, at that moment that ain't want him writing. We was pushing and pushing for him to rhyme. That's why really back then all we got was a hook from George. And we had to squeeze that out of him because he didn't want, he wanted nothing to do with the music. He just wanted to hang with us, chill, go to the clubs, you know, party, vibe. But I mean, back then it was like Doom, Doom was the machine back then that was in the studio doing this shit. But we was really trying to push George because Doom was down there doing all the recording at the time. 
Um, but yeah, and he even, him, and even when you think about uh, with Doom, that was a moment of him picking up the pieces. Like he was just starting. We to saw. Find him, out, yeah, we yeah. saw. We saw MF Doom be born. We saw Zev yeah. Love X die and and, and MF Doom be, be born in our studio in Berkman, you know, in Burke, Virginia, Burke, Virginia, right in front of our eyes. Yeah, yep. he did. Hands he did down. Dead bent. He did Dead Bent, the the demo version of Dead Bent, right in Wise's studio. On an and, ASR 10, not an MPC. Oh, wow. Facts. 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 There's a picture hanging up in Wise's uh, studio of that. Mm-hmm. We got the receipt. And I remember we both, and, and to be honest with you, my brother, me and Jason, I think we when we first heard, we didn't even know what to think of it. We were just kind of like, oh, okay. It was a lot of it was a lot of it, but a lot of it I think also was the delivery at the time because he yeah. being you know he being there getting busy you know did still coping with his bros type thing so like you know because yeah. the, the yeah. final product is, is super dope but like the, if you heard of the version the raw, he was doing the, at the raw time, version was way yeah, you know, yeah, got, you know, the version yeah, yeah, that came out on Fondalum was like a yeah. was like him redoing it. Like the third time, it was like the third or fourth time he redone it already. Like we made the beat, we did the vocals. Like the first time he does his vocals, he's not Tom. He's 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 he. he, he, Remember, he's like raw, like the elements. Like he was he was and more energetic on the verse. And then like the second or third time we recorded, he timed it down, and we were all like, "I I guess we gotta get used to it," you know. Boom. I mean, it worked. I mean, he's legendary, but. Back to what really it's it like, is. Yeah, it's that, Yogi, it's that I don't know. He was, Yogi also fell yeah. into other things. You know, Yogi also fell into a lot of other things and knew how to make make bread through the industry. Um, yeah, facts. So Indeed. I don't know, but he definitely told me on the phone that we kind of brought him back in, and, and and he, you know, he loves us for that. Like, you know, he. I remember turning up the video shoot. He's like, "Y'all making me feel young again when we're doing the video shoot." Shit. Like, so yeah, man, that's our guy. There was man. a backstory to, to that. School. Yeah. But there was a quick backstory to that that Jay had started doing like solo demos with with Yogi. Like me mm-hmm. and Jay was kind of you know we were working really close. It was almost like we. So went this is back like after the demo second album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yogi was me and Tone. Uh, I, I don't know, started hanging out with Yogi right after that smoking. Was it smoking goose or whatever? Anyway, heard me freestyling in the car and he liked me. He wanted to do some shit with me and Tone. You know what I'm saying? So we was like, all right, fuck it. We you know we started going to, up the Yon, up the um, up to Jersey and like and Yonkers, mm-hmm. and um, started recording with Yogi. And this is this is when we started going to Yogi school. And at the same time, Yogi was dating. Um, well, Yogi was married to my cousin. Yeah, yeah, married um, by then. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He's married to my cousin, so it's like we're all family. But that moment, me and Jay, you know, we had to come. We felt like we knew, you know, everything. You know, we felt like we really, you know, we know everything. That was like right. going we, back. We already to had the gold record, right? We already had our 50 mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. No, we didn't. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. That's right. I always get this part mixed up. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at all. Like, we, were so pr- we were so proud when we did Crime Wave. The first person we wanted to, you know, wanted love from, was Yogi. like our mentor Yogi, yeah. and again, like we had already we put out Mad records and albums. Yogi really showed us how to make songs from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to it's a demo, it's kind of uh, volume one. It's kind of our. It's like a heavier. 
Team Demo Funk with Yogi on on board with it, like kind of meshing the whole Cozy Project Team Demo. It's like it's almost like a pot of gumbo, and it just came together. So yeah, they, but when he was doing the Cozy pro, uh, Project, he was he was leaning a little more towards it being uh, commercial. And what we did later down the road is because you know he was he was still a fucking genius. I wanted to take the hooks like that we did with Cozy and put them over like on grind beats. It was just like, let's just have mm-hmm. to do, do hooks by hooks. And um, mm-hmm. like Son of a Intentionally Wise Peace album was really supposed to have Yogi on the whole shit. Like that was the first kind of idea. And we used a lot of older songs to finish that album that that just kind of started growing organically through Wise Peace album. And we was like, our album, he was on, you know, he was in the pocket just sending the shit that was like, the whole album's just going to be like this. This is it. This is how it's going to be. So, yeah, man. Yogi school. Yeah, just like man. they said, it's Derek Angeletti school. We went to Yogi school. Yeah, okay. that, we that's amazing. Yogi school. Did you guys know you were watching legendary stuff go down, man, seeing like Doom in the studio like that? Like, did you know it at the time? No. It already felt like it, but it felt legendary to us that we were hanging out with dudes that we had so much respect for, but they were like in our house eating dinner and breakfast with yeah. our family. You know, it's like they were with our family. And they were with our family. It was just kind of different because again, like Jason said, they were really in this jaded position where they just didn't want to really deal with hip hop. They were down here kind of hustling and doing their thing, getting, you know, getting a, getting money. And we were still like knee deep in music and we're trying to pull them like yo, leave we get money with them. Like yeah, we hustle with them, yeah. getting the money, but that's not our angle and that's not our main goal. Like, uh, not like, at yeah, all. You like, come we... down, bring some product. We'll help you out, but like, we really just want to record and make music with y'all. Like, you know, like, like them two dudes like inspired a lot of the team. You know, early, or, you know, them dudes are heavy. Both are still heavy influences on us. Like as young kids, came yeah. like, DM mm-hmm. and that curious yeah. Um, Love to, you know, yeah, we were, we were even fans. Especially with KMD, like he even tried to rhyme like him for a while on certain songs, like coming up at, you know, yeah. how yeah. everybody's biting yeah. souls and Mr. Tyler when that was, you know what I'm saying, like that, but Doom was we a heavy influence on yeah. yeah, big fan. So yeah. when we became Heavy. brothers. Yeah, Wise D loves some KMD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So when we all yeah. actually became brothers, I'm talking like he, they was living in my mom's basement with me or, you know, staying at the studio sometimes, this, that, and the third. It, it, it was different. We wasn't thinking like, oh, man, this is history. And listening to what they were doing at the time, they were still trying to find themselves. We wasn't understanding. KMD to MF Doom, it was night and day. Yeah, night and day. It was we night and day. So we, had to, we was trying to figure it out. When you're looking at one of your idols and you don't, and it's, it's the opposite because he's going through life shit. It's, it's yeah. sort of opposite of what he preached. Everything that you got to figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Especially George, you know, like we we didn't understand. Like, what do you mean you don't want to? Like, what do you? It shouldn't even be that hard, and it really yeah. was. Like, it yeah. really was. Like, they wanted nothing to do with music at that time. And like I said, we saw Doom slowly manifest himself into MF Doom. Like, even when we laughed at it, we were like, Doom, you never love that. No, I'm Doom now. We were like, yeah, all right. And as time goes on. I would have never been able to tell you from dead bit from him doing that session that what was going to happen to him being MF Doom, you know. Yeah, that's the, what I'm saying. Like the, that's why I the, said the no, legend, from like, for him to be the legend all. he is now, not from like when we was not working it. with him. Like nah, it wasn't like in a movie. Like, this is gonna be it. like nah, we was like 
trying to figure it I out. But that's what makes him the evil genius he is because he knew he he knew what he was doing the whole time though. He was focused. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he wanted. The guy, the other shit, all that shit he was sampling, the way he was talking to me, you know, personal conversation on the music tip. Like this is, you know, in the car while we rocking. That that's why he got what he got. Like he knew what he 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 went through with his whole vision, right? I'll give him that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Rest in peace yeah. to my guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, rest in peace to him. Yeah. Man, that, that, that's incredible, man. You know, when and when you guys look at everything that you've done, you know, you look at the work you've done with Bad C, with YSP, with, with the compilation, it's a demo. Do you guys think that Team Demo has a signature sound? Absolutely. Yeah, I think we, yeah, it's moody music. Um, it's, 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 it's slap, you know, we, we're trying to we're trying to really have somebody's neck break off, but I think the thing about me and Jay is we've really our music is moody. We sit down and we see the picture or the vibe we're in, and then sometimes we're in a zone where it's like Jason will tell me like, "Look, this is the vibe, this is the this is the project, and this is how we're gonna do it." <laughs> you know. I also think I also think it's it's if we use the ASR ten, no one uses really uses that anymore. So the swing of a lot of our beats. The different than the average MPC swing. Also, I think it's our, the drums we use, a lot of the drums we use. Even when I read articles about records we put out, they love to mention our drums. Um, mm-hmm. We like really crunchy, like he said, slap you on the face, punch you, grungy, hard drums. And that's what you get a lot on. It's a demo. You get a lot of that. Questlove bounce, uh, OD, um, what's, uh, what you see, uh, um, yeah, what you see was what you get, like hard punch you in the face drums. Uh so yeah, I, I don't think we sound like nobody else when you hear our beats come on before and after another artist on the radio. No, but I also appreciate I, that I you guys have it. that good range too. Like I think you guys have a lot of range that you guys show um from project to project. Like it doesn't have to be like every beat doesn't sound the same, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Indeed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and that's all we want. You know, it's like there's a sound but it's it's like it's a sound, but when I say moody, it the sound changes depending on what the song, what the vibe. Like we're really we're artists. Yeah, we're, we're artists. Because at the same time, I think what makes us uh, iller producers is that really deep down inside, still kind of want to rap. But it's like you know, like we come from that cloth. Like we're artists and we're self-produced. So when we go in and do something, we're bringing that vibe. We're bringing mm-hmm. that whole path. Here's our vision. Yeah, go with it. You know, and we may even hum you a flow. We may even hum you a flow. You rhyme like mm-hmm. this, it's topic. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. and our range is crazy. Very... If you listen to records like George, compared to the records on our album, you know, and we don't yeah. get to do enough records that are lighter because we don't have a, a lot of artists like that. But we have that arsenal just laying around, really waiting for the right artist, so we can do something a little more left field than what the signature boom bap dusty punch you grimy. Team Demo, they always just getting right now. And we do have and more we, in the stash. And just Definitely. kind of being raised by self-produced groups. Like, we're products of ETMD, De La Soul, Public Enemy, you know, Eric B. and Rakim, even, you know, the Juice Crew, Cold Chillin'. You know, there's a certain team and, and a certain vibe, and we're raised like that. Like, we raised on catalogs and, yeah, Beat Nuts, you know, mm-hmm. you name it, Gangstar. You know, the, none of these songs sounded the same, those catalogs. And that's what we prided ourselves on. We were like, nah, we got to make our first song sound like this. And then the 
middle of the album needs to sound like this. Like we strategically really, really try to plan out and paint our picture. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No doubt. So, what what is your production process like these days? Like, how does a team demo beat really come together, and and what equipment are you are you using to make that happen? Well, most of the time we do our skeletons. Me and Tony do skeletons at the crib. I still use the ASR ten. Um, yeah, I'm I moved over to the Renaissance right now, you know, to the MPC. Um, but I still think, you know, I try to make it sound like the ASR. But um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah but, usually we just you know. Uh, you know, we chop our own chops up here, you know, make our own drums. We're, we're like balling, inspiring there. Yo, I just made some joints today. Send them to Tone. Tone, I made some joints. Send them to me. After that, uh, we'll send skeletons to Yogi, you know, for him to start working on hooks. Because, you know, I like, we we would like to send more beats out with hooks first to see if they can catch those visions before even. And if they don't like the hook, they ain't gonna hurt nobody's feeling. If you like the beat, you want the beat, you don't want the hook, who cares? But um but there's a lot of times that. when we'll send a beat to Yogi, it's like it might change the whole trajectory of the beat. We'd be like, Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even think that he was gonna sing like this on it. And then yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there's the birth of something different, yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll see visions that we didn't think he will see visions we wouldn't think another MC would see, but then he'll make him see that vision off of a hook. That's how talented mm-hmm. he is. He's retarded. So after that We'll go, we'll go dump them into depth charge, you know what I'm saying, give them the wise D. And then, you know, wise, you know, runs them through the boards, make them sound nice. And then I'll, I'll play a little we'll play a little bass over top, you know what I'm saying. Or, we'll, you know, if we have something in mind so, already. We'll yeah, make sure our keys and stuff yeah. is straight. And it's always good to go with wise because Danny kind of knows what me and Jason are thinking before we're even, before we even Thank say you. it. Yeah. Or before, we've been working like, he already knows, so he's like, nah. I need this octave to be lower. I don't. I just need the, the bass to stab. I don't want it to be too melodic. I don't want it to be over melodic. Or this beat, I want to be melodic. He already can, you know. It's like the three of us already know what we're doing at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. Especially when they and you hit with the artist on top of it. At that, he kind of we all we all we've been working together for so long. It's almost like we're talking to each other without talking because we be you know they, we be moving moving like at the same pace, like one step ahead of each other, almost building like Legos. Like it's, 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 it's a dope process. And then after that, you know, we do the vocals and we already get the vocals sent to us, you know, and wise mixes it down and, you know, it's history from there. Yeah. That, that, that's amazing, man. You know, so when, when you look at everything you got, you guys are, you know, put out an amazing compilation, you know, with, with just an incredible lineup, but also you guys do such a great job working with one artist on a, on a full length project you know, what's the focus of Team Demo moving into 2024? Well, 2024, yeah, we got we got some projects getting ready to come out that we uh we mixing down working on now. Um, we got a we got a, a, a pretty bully out in Buffalo. Uh, she's a female MC at Tone. You might have heard of her on uh, Sway in the Morning. She was terrorizing the freestyles on Sway in the yeah, Morning. Yeah, yeah. No, she's, she's dope. She's, yeah, she, man. I know she, she works with a nice. kid called Quest, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think they just yeah. put some stuff out. Yep. Yeah, so, like, dope. we got an album coming out with her. Yeah, we got an album coming out with her. She's got Ella, Ella G on there. she got YSP on there. Al Scratches on there. Um, so, we got that little project, and we kind of excited because that's the first time me and Tone, I mean, it's not the first time, but this is the first female artist we're putting out that we produced a full album. Um, 
so we excited. You know, we've never done this before. She's super nasty, so, you know, it's an EP, but it's vicious. We also got Black Forever, who's the, he's down with the lowlights in them. He's a Bronx rapper. Uh, we're doing a project with him. We, we are finishing up right now. Um, he got, who's he got? He got a rack of people on there. Do Wap, Bad Seed, uh, YSP, Al Scratch, to a um, couple other cats. Um, uh, and what else we got? So we got, um, we, we still mixing down this brand new beat album, but we're trying to find a home for it. Um, we got our Paul, oh. what's it, Baby Polo? Baby, yeah, uh, uh, Polo Baby Flacco. Yeah, Polo uh, Baby Flacco. You know, another low life affiliate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, we got some projects from home, from the home side. Um, EP. Uh, you there? You know, me and Jason are kind of working on a compilation that we want to do with just hometown, but that might take a little bit longer. But we got a lot of stuff, man. It's going to take a while. It's just like we just want to do it right. Yeah, he has brother single coming. and um, I know we Bastide album. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got a lot of shit coming. And then then we're already talking about working on the second album. And we're going to go bigger. We're trying to go bigger and better. So, um, you know. You know, it's yeah. gonna be a busy year. Yeah. We're getting ready to start working on some videos for this album now. Um, see what see what happens with these, and you know, see what happens. We're still pushing the album for a couple more months, at least, at least five, six months. Man. Yeah, Jason, we actually gonna we gonna put out. We're, we're coming out with an album. This is in the making. Just like the two of us rapping. It's just called the Sex Shooters. We're gonna feel that. Sex Shooter. <laughs> Inside Joe. Um, but yeah. Man, when you look at that too, how much of a focus do you guys have on, you know, trying to get beats licensed or trying to get like one-offs, you know, selling beats to artists? Like how much of your energy goes into that versus what you're doing under, you know, the team demo umbrella for your, for your, for yourselves and your own projects? Uh, well, one-offs, we kind of leave, you know, YSP is our manager. So, like, you know, people shopping beats for us and stuff, I just leave that up to him. Like, you know, we ain't out here, like, like we used to be, like, trying to run the labels and have meetings and see if we can get that one big one. I think we more just, like, look, we just going to find our lane as independent, you know, find our lane and, and, and go with it, you know what I mean? Um, and hopefully that will open up some more doors, yeah, you know, more to, to us being able to do more opportunities. But... It's just like at this point in our life, we want to put out music that we really believe in and put our stamp and keep our name alive. If, you know, the big placements come, they come. But we're not, I guess, like Jay said, we're not really chasing. Like, you know, Wise kind of can set things up. Any opportunities to come, we're going to be ready and to go. But we want to keep mm-hmm. music coming out regardless. You know? Regardless, yeah, yeah. Our, our goal mm-hmm. is not like, placements now our goal is to to, to get to link with artists even if it's we, we paint an artist to come over and do a project with us or or not but we rather you know like tone said if that opens doors and that's what we need if not then we just keep going what we're doing and what advice man do it's you guys have for up and, yeah. up and coming producers you know, don't sit around waiting for anybody to uh yeah don't sit around looking just hunting down placements and all this and that 
you know, go run and, and, and get yourself a collective of some other artists and try to put your music out and make product, make projects, make, you know, get your catalog up. Mm-hmm. It's not just about, you know, uh, looking for that placement. You could do so much more. And like Jason said, and, and he said the number one thing, never stop. Like never make stop. music I mean, for yourself. Don't make music. Make music don't, for yourself. Don't make, don't make music because it's hot. Don't make the hot music because it's hot right now. Don't copy. You got to find your own soul. You know what I mean? You got to find your own, you know, your own niche, your own sound, or you'll never be somebody great. You won't be a Timberland. You won't yeah. be a Pharrell. You won't be a Kanye. You won't be a Dr. Dre. You won't be a Molly Maul. You won't be nobody like that because you're just going to be somebody who's a copycat. You know, and that's what the right. music is right now. So, and that's okay. and that's the sad part about it. You know, think about everybody that he named. Everybody's got a different sound, and mm-hmm. I don't think you get that if those dudes didn't believe in what they were doing. Indeed, and their sound, their vision. They didn't, if they and their sound and their. I mean, it's crazy as bad, you know, rat, rat, rat house, you know, shit house rat. But when it came to his vision, what he wanted, what he see, he, he he's a genius at that. Like his focusness and all that. And all, what he wants, what he gets, and what he manifests. She's a genius at that. A genius. So really, it's just like you know, believing yourself. Think about Primo. I don't think you get Gangstar. I don't think you get. You don't get that that sound that those those. I mean, just the, the imagination of DJ Premier. If DJ Premier was always thinking, I just want to be like Marley, or Audio Two was like, I just want to be like this Prince Paul. I mean, we're from that cloth, so it's hard for me and Jason to ever really want to copycat and not. Mm-hmm. You know, make our music from our soul. Mm-hmm. No, that's amazing, man. You know, and I, yeah, I really appreciate you guys. You know, sharing your story, man. I hope you guys don't don't uh, get too much too much snow, man. But that you get enough that you can at least go go sledding a little bit tomorrow, man. Yeah, I got seven man, kids to go sledding with tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Jay got a football team. I got my five. I got my five year old over here. I know she she she's beefing with me because I went on the interview, but she's ready. She's ready. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they've been knocking at my door.